you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Any chance Edron James joins Jeff Saturday on the coaching staff in Indianapolis? I don't know. Going to ask the Hall of Famer when he joins us a little bit later in this hour of NFL Now on NFL Network from our newsroom in Los Angeles. My name is Andrew Siciliano. We'll also talk TNF, the Packers, the Titans coming up tomorrow night to open up week number 11. We begin this hour in Cleveland with a quarterback we will not see on the field until week 13. But today is the first day that Deshaun Watson is allowed to practice in the regular season with the Cleveland Browns. There are two big stories today in Cleveland. Number one, the big snowstorm coming to Buffalo. They are in Orchard Park on Sunday. And number two, Ian Rappaport, our NFL Network insider, the fact that Deshaun Watson is on the practice field with two more games scheduled here for Jacoby Brissett. That's right, December 4th against his old team, the Houston Texans, is when we're going to see Deshaun Watson on the field for real in a game. But the fact that he's able to practice today is not something that's going to affect the uh, Cleveland Browns right now, but it is going to affect them, and it is significant because everything they've tried to do this season was just maintain some sort of... uh, be in the mix essentially in the race just try to get to where you're within touching grasp of the playoffs make sure you're staying connected because Deshaun Watson is going to come back and when he plays and it's been a little while he's been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL no doubt about it the fact that he has been suspended or is being suspended 11 games for sexual misconduct uh, is also part of his story but the football part of it is he is going to help the Cleveland Browns a lot a significant step today being back at practice previously he was only allowed to be in meetings um, so this is this is meaningful and the Cleveland Browns uh, if they can view the playoffs it is a long way down the road here after losing this past week in Miami and losing badly they are now three and six they get the bills potentially in the snow more on that a little bit later coming up on Sunday meantime we're just talking in with Bucky about Kyler Murray and the hamstring and Colt McCoy and how the offense operated last week I can say this with certainty regardless of the quarterback if they were to get Hollywood Brown back that would be a plus we haven't seen him since week six what's his story it's a plus. Hollywood Brown is expected back. We actually may see him on Monday night for the Arizona Cardinals. This is one Andrew when as soon as he got injured and suffered that foot injury, it seemed to be significant. They just wanted to get the MRI, wanted to do some x-rays, CAT scan, make sure that everything was okay. Uh, and it was more okay than they ever realized. Instead of being out for the season, it was a non-operative tiny fracture essentially in his foot. Something the belief was at the time that he'd be able to come back after six weeks. We are around that window now, maybe a little sooner. So, yeah, the fact that he has his practice window open, I would say significant. He's not the only receiver. DJ Chark with the Detroit Lions also had his practice window open. And for the Detroit Lions, and this was someone they signed in for agency. Expect big things from him being back on the practice field is major. 
Just doesn't sound like you're going to see Jamison Williams, the really, really talented rookie they traded all the way up to get just yet. Remember, he is coming back from an ACL injury. They think you're going to see him this season, but it sounds like after Thanksgiving is a better target. Okay, a lot of teams here are trying to stock up on the D-line as they get ready for the postseason. The Chargers, I mean, have 15 injuries. They need a lot of bodies here. The Eagles, after watching the run defense the last couple of weeks, could also use some bodies. Linval Joseph, a former Charger, Here's the connection. Heading to Philly? Heading to Philly. He has officially agreed to terms. Linval Joseph, the former pro bowler who, despite being 34-something years old, he still can do it. I mean, these guys who can just plug the middle, stop the run, just be really tough, rugged dudes on either side of the line. These guys could play forever. Linval Joseph is one of those guys that can play forever. Expect big things from him in Philadelphia. And, you know, if you ever wonder about Jordan Davis, the really talented rookie from Georgia, how valuable he is, he's proved more valuable than we anticipated since he went out with a high ankle sprain. So Linval Joseph comes in to help fill that void, Andrew. 47 rushing attempts by the Commanders Monday night in their victory, first loss of the year. For the, command, or for the Eagles, rather, in Philadelphia. Ian Rappaport, thank you, sir. Our NFL Network insider. Let's skip ahead to the late window on Sunday. What a game we have in Minnesota. It's the Cowboys following a loss at Lambeau against the Vikings following a huge win in Buffalo. Great challenge this week. Again, another really good football team. Um, you know, when you watch the tape, you see a team that's Athletic, well-coached, play fast, they play hard, and they've given us a great challenge the last several times we've played them. So, um, you know, I've several guys in that team, on that defense, we've played for a lot of years, and I, I think uh, very highly of them. And um, so we got to be ready to go. Got to have a great week of prep starting today. All right, let's get the Cowboys side of this. Jane Slater live with us at the Star, the Ford Center in Frisco. Bucky Brooks with us as well. There are a lot of things that uh, I'm sure the Cowboys are trying to fix, Jane, from Sunday. Run defense being one of them. Also on the offensive side, seemingly miscommunication here between Dak Prescott and some of the guys who are charged with catching passes. What are they saying about that? Yeah, it's been rearing its head at different times this year, Andrew, and it wasn't any better on the road against the Packers. Uh, to hear Mike McCarthy explain it after the game, the issue for Dak Prescott and some of his receivers was route adjustment and timing. And let me walk you through one of those plays. Uh, fans will remember this one. They basically thought, or according to Dak Prescott, he thought that CeeDee Lamb was going to cross-face the safety there. He didn't, and instead you had, what, Rudy Ford right there who grabbed the interception. Incidentally, that happened against the Bears. Almost an identical play, so they didn't quite get it figured out. What was more frustrating is that was a back-to-back -back interception. They also had a miscue from Dalton Schultz. And what you essentially saw was the Packers were able to capitalize on both situations. That's not something that you want to see in a game. It's something that happened against the Packers. And keep in mind, this was a Packers team that was hurt defensively. Bucky, they didn't even have Rashawn Gary in this game. That's what was really, really frustrating in this one. So we'll see if they can get on the same page. I don't know if some of this is playing into it. I am curious your thoughts. You know, Dak Prescott obviously missed a number of games because of the fracture to his thumb, but he also didn't get a lot of time in the preseason with his wide receiver. So the timing admittedly would be a little bit off. Cooper Rush, of course, did have the timing, and I'm not sitting here saying Cooper Rush is any better, but it does seem like with whatever they were doing at that offense with Cooper Rush was making a little bit more sense than it has at times since Dak has been back. 
Yeah, no, Jane, I think what you speak to is sometimes coaches can't help themselves. You get a better player, a quarterback, you want to do too much. Rather than sticking to the game plan and the blueprint that was really established for them, running the football, being a little more ball control, relying on the defense to set them up, they have allowed themselves to open up the playbook, and we've seen some turnovers result. I think the big thing, though, when you're the coaching staff, you got to talk about the run defense because that is the problem area. That is the area that every team is going to exploit, and we can talk about a is gap integrity a is making sure everyone fits to the lane but at the end of the day when it comes to stopping the run it's about toughness and physicality yes you got to be in the gap and do those things but if the cowboys are going to be a physical team they have to be able to stop the run because no opponent is going to respect them as a physical hard-nosed team if they're not able to stop the run right now they've been more finesse than physical and that has to change if this team is going to live up to some of these aspirations that they've touted about in terms of being a title contender. All right, talking about stopping the run is fun, but Jane, you know what moves the, the needle there in Dallas is talking about whether or not they're going to get Odell Beckham Jr. Go ahead, take it away. Your daily dose of OBJ news is, is what? <laughs> what are they saying? I always feel like I'm on some sort of watch around here, you know. So uh, right now it's OBJ watch. And as I've described to fans, this is one of the more real free agent uh, conversations that they've had around here that actually does make sense and actually could see uh, this thing happening. But it's not helping that the Cowboys are finding themselves in a tighter playoff picture. In other words, we saw what Washington did to the Eagles. And I described last week the reason why there was a holdup for OBJ had to do with the fact that He's waiting to see who's going to be in the playoff picture. When he comes back from this knee injury, he wants to make sure that he's going to a team that has a chance to win it all. And if you're looking at the standings, things are getting a little muddy. Uh, but yes, even though CeeDee Lamb, according to Jerry Jones this week on 105 Through the Fan, having one of his best games since becoming a Dallas Cowboy uh, against the Green Bay Packers, he absolutely still would love to see OBJ here calling a talent like Odell Beckham just an additive, something that can help them take the top off. Uh but again, if you're already dealing with some of the miscues from Dak Prescott to his wide receivers, does a veteran like OBJ help when he didn't have a training camp and we'll see when he gets in here, Bucky? I guess that's my question to you. Well, look, I don't know if it helps, but I certainly know it would be box office because Jerry Jones understands what Odell Beckham Jr. brings. He's a superstar, and I mean, really, a rock star. If you've been around him, you know what that is. You know the magnetism that he brings to the field, and so Jerry Jones wants some of that. Oh, by the way, he also is a good receiver, so to think about OBJ having the star on the side of his helmet, you talk about a lot of attention, you talk about a lot of primetime TV games that everyone wants to see, that's part of it, but really, he absolutely can help the Cowboys because Michael Gallup is still coming back from that knee injury. And if you ask me, I think he's more of a wide receiver 2-3. With Odell Beckham Jr. on the field, you now have a, a proven number two to go with C.D. Lamb. You open up the offense, and that creates more running room for Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott because at the end of the day, the Cowboys are at their best when they're running the football and then throwing as a compliment. We never talk about the Cowboys on this show. I promise you, we'll talk. We'll talk about the Cowboys if they get Odell Beckham Jr. We, we never Every talk day. about. Thank you, Jane. Job security. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> NFL Now, NFL Network. Let's talk about the Colts. Let's talk with that guy. He's getting the football life treatment coming up on Friday. Edger and James, gold jacket and all, or, or black sweatshirt and all, waiting in the wings. Coming up next.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I was misjudged all my life, so I used that to my advantage. They're going to know that Edge was here. He's the most complete back I've ever been around. He was the best teammate I ever had. Edger and James is the glue that holds the whole thing together. You know, everybody said, man, Arizona, don't go to Arizona, but it gave me another challenge. His value to what we needed was so important. Cardinals are going to the first Super Bowl! My career started with gold teeth and ended with this gold jacket. One of my favorite speeches in Canton, Gold Teeth, Gold Jacket, actually <laughs> the name of his book as well. We'll talk about that book coming up in a second. But Hall of Fame, Edger and James, good to have you. Let's talk about your A Football Life coming up on NFL Network on Friday. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but like, what, what are you most proud about your journey that, that we're going to learn on Friday? What are you most proud about your football life? I just think it's just being yourself and keeping the main thing the main thing. You know, it's, I'm a football player, and I came in to play football, and I didn't let other things distract me or get me away from the main thing. So that's that's the beauty of it. You can be yourself, and you still can make it to the highest of the high and become immortal in Canton, Ohio. I mean, there's so many great anecdotes from growing up in Florida, from going to Miami to, to overcoming injury and getting to Indy. I, I, one of my favorite is the fact that Jim Mercer has taken a lot of criticism in the last week. The fact that he gave you a Super Bowl ring. You weren't on that team. You'd already moved on to Arizona, but you'd been part of six playoff teams, if my count is right, before that in Indianapolis with the horseshoe on the side of your helmet. You had 1,500 yards the year before. Edrin, what did that ring mean to you? It means a lot. You know, it's like real recognized. A lot of times, man, people... You know, they, they'll blow things off, but the real people, they know the impact you've had and they know the relationship that you have with, with an organization and they don't, it, don't, it doesn't go unnoticed. You know, a lot of times you have a lot of players that, a lot of players that have actually helped organizations and they just kind of get pushed to the wayside. But, you know, Mr. Ursay, he made sure that, you know, that he knew I was part of that team. And if it wasn't from the business side of things, you know, I would have been on that team. Absolutely. You were in Arizona. We, we saw our friend Kurt Warner is going to join us shortly talking about what you meant to that team as well. But you were in Vegas this past Sunday to be with the Colts and to be yeah. with your guy, mm-hmm. Jeff, Saturday, to be there for his first win over the Las Vegas Raiders. Let's throw that tweet up on the screen because I know you, <laughs> you support your guy and you pointed out that we've yeah. had a bunch of presidents that had never been elected to public office before they became president. So why can't Jeff Saturday coach an NFL team? Edge, after watching the way they performed, what do you say to people that said Jeff Saturday should have turned down that job because he didn't why? have any like, experience? Why? <laughs> why? He had a lot of experience. He started playing the game when he was eight years old. You know, He started playing for, for a long time. He was successful. If you listen to Jeff speaking, you hear the the quotes and the comments. I started hearing a lot of our offensive coordinator. I started hearing a lot of Tony Dungy. You start seeing a lot of those great coaches that he's been around all his life. So it starts coming out of you. And 
And they needed somebody like Saturday to kind of pull the guys together. They have two former coaches on the staff. So it's not like they're out there without people that doesn't have experience. They have an owner that's been around this league forever. And they have two former coaches on the staff. And Saturday knows the game. If you know the game, you know the game. And a lot of times we like to complicate football. But it's not as complicated as a lot of people like to make it. We saw uh, our guy Reggie Wayne in that photo as well. I don't know if you heard this, but Jeff Saturday was asked today, about an hour ago, Edrin on the podium, about maybe adding you to the staff. He didn't really answer the question. <laughs> You're laughing. Is that something you would ever do? I'd rather roll with the big man. I'd rather roll with the big man and sit in the suite. <laughs> so that's a no. He hasn't asked you. Uh, I, I I can't say – I never say no to anything. You know, it might be something that – it might be a position that fits Ed's lifestyle. You know, my lifestyle is, is a little bit different. I can't be – I can't just be at one place at all, at, the same, at, all, at all times. Okay. So it's not a no. It, it, that lifestyle right now, Edrin, also includes <laughs> being a football dad and a basketball dad. How rewarding is exactly. it to see one son playing football at Howard and another son committing to play basketball at Cincinnati? That's that's what it's all about. You know, it's like I, I committed my life to my children. So that's one of the things that's super important to me. So before I do anything, I have to make sure I have all access to get to always be around them, to always have access to see them and actually help guide them. I mean, that was that was very important to me coming up the way I came up. You know, I always wanted to be that dad that's, I'm there. I have, you have to have omnipresence. I have to be everywhere. So for me, you know, being able to watch them play football and play basketball, it's a beautiful thing. And, and the organization that they're with, they're great. Howard University, one of the, ba- one of the best HBCUs, they've been great. You know, they've, they've welcomed us with open arms. They give me a lot of access so I get a chance to um, actually be involved with my, with my son and with Cincinnati. You know, Cincinnati, they, they made sure everything that was a concern, they, they, they assured us that everything's going to be great. So we're going to enjoy coming back to the Midwest. Looking forward to seeing both of them succeed on the field and on the court as well. I know your family certainly gets some mention in your book, From Gold Teeth to Gold Jacket. Edge, tell me about that book. Oh, it's a great book, man. It's the, it's, it's the American story, you know. It's where you come from and where you end up. And, it's all, and it gives a lot of insight a lot of input on what it's like to actually walk that walk. And in that book, a lot of people can see themselves in that book because nothing is easy, but as long as you keep going, as long as you put forth the work and you believe, you have to have a lot of faith in yourself and what you're doing. And it'll end up being the way that you actually envision it if it's in the cards. And that's what that book actually entails. Fantastic. And I love the name. It was part of your speech as well. Gold teeth to gold jacket. Love when we heard it on the podium in Canton a couple of years ago. No doubt the book is just as good. Edrin James, a football life coming up on Friday. Looking forward to seeing it. Edrin, thanks for joining us, man. All right. Thanks for having me, man. Enjoy the show. You got it. Thank you, sir. Edrin James. By the way, I mentioned Kurt Warner. Coming up next, his former teammate. We'll get the quarterback room. Can the Packers stay patient and run the football? What should Ron Rivera do? All of that and more straight ahead. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right, how about those Washington Commanders? They went into Philadelphia. Taylor Heineke made enough plays. They ran the ball well, and they handed the Eagles their first loss of the year. What do you do now, Ron Rivera, when Carson Wentz comes back? Because look at these numbers. Heineke, 3-1, and one, and yes, he does turn the ball over a bit, but so does the other guy. And there seems to be something about momentum and positive energy, Ron. You see it. You look at what is best for the team. And at the end of the day, that's how it has to be. You know, you there's a great saying, you treat everybody the same, you treat everybody fair, but you treat everybody according to the team. And, and that's what this is about. So the decision being made will be about the team first and foremost. Um, you know, and, and one thing that I've always done is, is whoever the starter is, you know, I'm going to commit to them fully. And because and I, I don't want them looking over the shoulder, I want them to understand this is the opportunity and this is where we're going with it. So whatever the decision is made after you know my conversations today and tomorrow morning, that's what we're sticking to. Let's get in the quarterback room and dig a little deeper here. Great to have Kurt Warner, our Hall of Famer, back with us from Germany. Great call with the entire game day morning crew this past Sunday in Munich. Kurt, uh, put yourself in Ron Rivera's shoes here. Um, there's some momentum. But remember, they went out and they got Carson Wentz because probably they didn't think Taylor Heineke was good enough. Now they're winning. What do you think he should do? You know, this is a tough one, Andrew, because maybe if you looked at the tape and just broke it down quarterback to quarterback, Carson Wentz maybe overall uh, was playing better football, making some better decisions than, uh, than Taylor Heineke was. But there is just something about the spark that Taylor Heineke brings this football team. And, uh, you know, you can play better overall, but what I love about Taylor Heineke is how well he plays in the moment. When they need him to make a play, when they need a drive to be made, you believe uh, that we're going to make it, that he's going to make it, that we're going to find a way to win these football games. And that's what you need at the quarterback position. You can play as great as you want. You need those guys in the huddle and on the sideline to believe that you're going to win those tight football games. And I believe that's what they say when Taylor Heineke is behind center because we've seen it over the last few weeks. I think regardless of the decision, if they could run the ball like they did against Philadelphia and Houston really can't stop the run, they probably win this Sunday coming up in Houston. Yeah. Right now they're 5-5. Five and five. They're the eighth seed in the NFC, amazingly. The <laughs> Packers, Kurt, however are four and six. Uh, it is our daily dose of uh, getting under the hood here with the Green Bay offense. Last <laughs> week, they also ran the ball well, and Aaron Rodgers threw it only 20 times. Do you think they can be that patient every week and succeed? I believe they can be that patient if they're winning like that on the outside in weeks to come. You know, I hadn't seen that from this team, you know, coming into this game. They had struggles being able to separate and make those plays in one-on-one -on -one coverage. So if you can run the football and teams have to commit to that and leave you one-on-one -on, -one on the outside, if you can make those plays, yes, I believe this is a formula that can be sustainable and it plays to where the Packers are as a football team. But we just haven't seen that consistency. So that's what I want to see moving forward is Christian Watson staying healthy. Can he use that speed to be a difference maker? And then I even saw plays being made by other guys like Sammy Watkins on the outside in those one-on-one -on -one situations. So if they can do that, which we haven't seen throughout most of the year, and run the football, 
this is a good formula for them to get back into this thing and maybe make a push to sneak into the playoffs. Yeah, amazing. A week ago, we're talking about this sink, this ship sinking, I beg your pardon, and now they could yeah. potentially get two wins in five days, potentially, against good teams, get to five and six and be suddenly right back in the conversation. Um, the Bears are not necessarily in that conversation here, but an odd thing is happening, Kurt, in Chicago. They are losing games, and they're heartbreaking losses here. <laughs> but the light seemingly has gone on here for Justin Fields. A lot of it, though, is with his legs. Just curious, from your QB room perspective, what you have seen from Justin Fields the last couple of weeks and your take now on his future moving forward. He's an incredible playmaker, and they've built the offense around that playmaking ability. And so it's been great, and it's looked better because they've been explosive and made big plays. The question simply becomes, how sustainable is this sort of offense moving forward, and how do you develop your franchise quarterback when your offense is built this way? So it's always that give give and take of being successful and being competitive while also getting our quarterback ready for the future and what we believe he's going to have to do if we're going to be a championship-type team. And so uh, I like what I've seen. I like the way that it's helped him settle in, made the passing game a little bit simpler because teams are committing to stopping the run. But how sustainable is this for him to play the game this way moving forward? All right, let's get to Buffalo here. What does the QB room, what does the tape tell you about the difference in – Playmaking Josh Allen. Get out to the big lead, Josh Allen. And the Josh Allen that we see committing turnovers in the red zone. The Josh Allen that that ends up on the ground, you know, pounding the side of his helmet and and just the frustration there. Because it's like 98% of the time it's great. And And then in those moments, Kurt, what happens? Well, what happens is you have to realize when you're playing quarterback that some of the nuances of the game change when you're down in the red zone. You know, where where there isn't guys out in the field when you're trying to make those plays, there's extra guys down in the red zone. When guys are, uh, you know, have to cover the entirety of the field when when you're on the 20-yard line, it's different when you're down tight in the red zone and they don't believe that you can throw the ball over them because they've got the back end line there. So some of the nuances of playing the position change when you get down into the red zone. I don't want to take the playmaking away from Josh Allen because it usually works out in his favor. He's just got to become a little bit more aware of the types of throws he has to make when he gets tight into the red zone because of those different nuances that that play out and the way defenses play a little bit differently technique-wise down in the red zone. Yeah, and and look, they, they the, the, the pick, the Patrick Peterson pick, when they're on the 20-yard line, he's firing that ball in the end zone to end the game. That one is just... It's just maddening. You saw the look on his face there. Um, want to get back to Edron James, who was with us before you hopped on here. His A Football Life debuts on Friday. We played the trailer where you spoke of what he meant to the Cardinals after he left the Colts. Kurt, he was part of the team that obviously went to the Super Bowl in Tampa. What did Edron James in the second part of his career mean to you guys? I would just say the biggest thing is that it was more about his personality. It was more about his character than it was about his play. And we all know he was a great player. He's a Hall of Fame player. But it just speaks to who the man of Edger and James is. And that's what I loved is, is he came down and he broke down. He came into Arizona and he broke down a bunch of the barriers. And he kind of just laid it out. Hey, we need to do this. We need to do that. He helped us to believe because of the way that he was a pro each and every day and, and focused on the things that were most important. So I have so much respect 
for the man of Edgerin James. And I was so excited to be his teammate, to learn from him, and also be a part of him getting a chance to play in the Super Bowl because he was too great of a player to not have that opportunity. I just wish I could have brought him home a ring. Part of a gold jacket backfield, and one day Larry Fitzgerald will get his as well. Kurt Warner, as always, sir, thank you. Appreciate it. Let's talk about the Cardinals a little bit more because remember they're going to be in Mexico City on Monday night. Kyler Murray did not play this past Sunday. Colt McCoy did and the Cardinals beat the Rams. Cliff Kingsbury moments ago an update on both. I was really bad on predicting Buddha last week, so I don't want to get into predicting Kyler, but he, he's progressed well. I mean, I, I, like I said, he's still getting treatment on it. We want him to be 100% um, when he's out there, particularly against this defensive line, so I won't have a feel for that till later in the week, really. Colt McCoy also dealing with an injury. Kingsbury says they are both day-to-day. -day. He hopes one of them. Good to know. When the plug kick off the bomb, run it. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.